You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hola, como se llama? Mi llama, Jordan. Host of Zihoni Housewife. Como estas? Muy bien, muy bien. And that's on six years of Spanish, bitch. No, really, uh, yeah, I did take Spanish for six years. Mm-hmm. You had to at school, right? And I went to private school. But then I went to public school, 10th, 11th, and 12th. But I took Latin, Spanish, French, and that was the most Spanish I can speak. So really paid off. Thanks, Mom and Dad. When I go to Mexico with Derek, I'll try to act cool and be like, I took six years of Spanish. I got this. And I'll like, you know, I can say smoke weed. I can call someone a stupid bitch. I can talk about money a little bit. I can say my name and I can tell you how I'm feeling and all of the emotions. So I think that's about it. All you need to do is tell someone how you feel and ask for marijuana and other drugs. It's Mexico. You got to take advantage. Okay, so we have quite the lengthy, a lengthy conversation to have. I was about to say a lengthy episode and I'm like, I'm not going to commit to that right now. Okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to speak it all, but I'm not going to put a number on it. Okay, we'll just see where the cookie crumbles. First things first. I was doing laundry today and I had an epiphany and I go, I need to let the men know, all of the men, all of the men, because I'm just doing you a solid. If you really believe that what I'm saying is untrue, I would love to see a photo of you in this type of shirt. And I will tell, I will, it'll nine out of 10 times, probably 10 out of 10 times be not a very flattering shirt. Like we could do better. Okay. What kind of shirt do you need? I am talking about a shirt with horizontal stripes of any kind, like the color blocking horizontal stripes, anything with horizontal lines on it. I burn it, fucking burn it, cut it up and use it as something that you clean your counters with. I don't even care if you have the perfect body and you're 6'2 and you put on this shirt. I mean, whatever. Okay. Maybe you can rock it actually. (laughs) But it's still not going to be the shirt that I pick out. I would never be like that shirt. I just feel like it makes people look extra wide. Like it makes people look, it's, I just don't like it. Unless you're Pete Davidson, unless you're Travis Barker and you're that skinny, like emo, heroin chic vibe, don't put it on because they, they need a little, they need to do the, add the 10 pounds. It's like a camera. It, the shirt will add 10 pounds if it has horizontal lines on it. So if you are not wanting an extra 10 pounds, toss the shirt. Okay. So noted, let's move on. Our second active business, I guess this is like a little meeting we're having as a family right now. I, the horny housewife have made the executive order that we are called the freaky fam. 
the freaky fam. Some of you listeners actually suggested it when I was talking about our gang name, okay? Gang, gang. And the horny fam has always been it. And it was so original, so authentic. So it just organically came. Actually, I did think about it for a second. But how it's panned out to be is this, is that horny being in the title of the the podcast already is hard enough. So horny fam, when I think about just putting that on a t-shirt, I'm like, where are you going to wear that to? You know, because (laughs) at the end of the day, I'm just trying to have us all in win-win. And I think freaky fam just, you know what? I like the alliteration. I'm an alliteration girl. Freaky fam. FF. Freaky leaky. Freaky deekies. I can call y'all freaks. And and I'm like it because you are. Because believe me, your direct messages have 1000% assured me and affirmed, confirmed that y'all are fucking freaks. Freaky in the bed. Freaky in the head. Freaky whatever. Okay. I don't care. But I do think it'll may it'll go great on a t-shirt, so stay tuned. Freaky fam. Freaky fam. Freaky fam. Freaky fam. Freaky. Okay. And for anybody sad and disappointed because horny fam was the original, you can know yourself to be an OG. So wear that with pride. Because bet your bottom dollar that one day you're gonna brag about it. You're gonna be like, yeah, well, I was an OG with the horny housewife in fact we were called the horny fam bet you didn't even fucking know that and then you'll like get to one up that bitch or dude whatever so with all that being said you're now the freaky fam and i love you i am so appreciative of you because without you what the fuck is this podcast right so i genuinely look forward to and enjoy talking to you so much every monday and actually every fucking day because i do talk to y'all every fucking day you can reach out to me on instagram at the horny housewife podcast tiktok at the horny housewife but on instagram is mainly where i am engaging with y'all and talking to y'all and hearing what you have to say topics you want me to talk about i have an anonymous forum as well the link in the bio where you can anonymously submit whatever confess request ask whatever and you're truly anonymous Getting to talk to all of y'all is how I create content that I'm super passionate about and it's helping y'all and you help me. It's all like one big love. And speaking of helping each other, it really, really, really fucking helps if you're subscribed because if you're not subscribed, then I, it makes the podcast happen and makes me be able to do this every single week. I need you. I need you. So that is me desperately asking to make sure that you're subscribed. Whether if you're on Spotify, you click follow, iTunes, five stars, review, all of that shit helps so much. Okay, so moving on. This episode, so many of you, I'm going to read, I think, three messages I received. There were so many more. Like, there are probably 10 in the last week of men expressing concern, curiosity, interest in this topic. And it's been touched on before because it's come across in worded other ways and other listener questions. But basically, it is about sex frequency in your marriage. Mismatched libido, 
uh, someone feeling rejected, one spouse is wanting more, and I'm just going to be honest and say that it is mostly men saying this to me. I have had some women talk to me about this as well, so I hate that there's a stigma that it's only fucking men that get rejected. I think anyone with like a really high libido with someone who has a um, not as high drive will feel that feeling or people with codependency or sex addiction. There's so many factors. So it's not just male and female. But speaking from personal experience of the messages I receive and read and answer, it is mostly men. So before we peel back all those layers, because there's a lot, someone asked me or someone did like, I don't know if it was an assumption or someone asked me how often do I have sex and said their wife thought it was like once a month. I don't know why that sentence was added in. I don't, I think maybe some women think that we portray like oversexed or like super high libido and we're all talk or we're tease or we don't walk the walk. I'm sure there are women who there are millions of fucking bitches okay that are like i'm a freak and then they are not a fucking freak so i guess we all have our definition of what a freak is i guarantee you there's someone who'd be like oh that's not what i thought you were i'm in a monogamous relationship i get asked that a lot too so if there was any confusion there but to answer the question of how often, how often does the horny housewife, I bet she does it every day, that foul mouth little slut. Well, no, that is not the reality. And I'll be completely honest. Do I wish that was my reality? I do. But at this point in my life, not just my marriage, in my life, uh, I, yeah, it's it could be possible. Because right, you have time for anything you make time for. So I won't be that bitch and say that it couldn't happen. But it's just, that's not the case. So I'm being honest. 32 years old. My husband is 36 years old. I have a stepson who's 11. I have a son who is four. I like to call it the fuck you fours. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I podcast out of passion. And that passion is blossoming and turning into something way fucking cooler than I could have ever imagined. A job. A job up this bitch the stay-at-home housewife who thought that that's what she wanted you she thought wrong thought thought she farted but she shit that's a quote from my father that i love thought would be the girl so thought thought she farted but she shit so she shit her pants it's a jaw-dropping quote but it's you know it packs the punch it packs the punch it got the desired effect And this podcast, bonus, bonus, bonus alert, was to break, like to smash the stigma around sex and marriage and what should be the right amount of sex you should be having. That means you're a loving, happy couple. And you're like, wait a minute, Jordan, you talk shit about people who don't have enough sex, right? And I think there's a difference. I think when you're checked out and not having sex, when a partner is not is expressing that their needs are not being met that's different than two people being on the same page about frequency now are there couples that think they're on the same page and they're not on the same page because someone isn't communicating yes that is a factor but if both of you are talking about your sex life is the frequency meeting one another's needs if not Where can you compromise? I know these are weird conversations to have. 
but necessary if you want to thrive. So if you're really choosing that other person, then sometimes this is what's going to have to happen. Uncomfortable, blunt conversations, which we're going to talk more about. I know this sounds like all like, oh, okay, she's getting all deep and she's telling us how to be. I promise you I'm going to give you some like bad bitch on the side toxic advice as well. So just chill. So if we want to have like a notes or a bullet point or what we can take from the word vomit that just came out of my mouth is that if you feel like there's a big hole or a big void or a missing ingredient uh, in your marriage and your loins are physically aching and you need to get off besides getting off but you need that connection you want that sex with your partner fucking address it but if you're playing the comparison game of like, well, Susie and Jack on the street, they say they fuck like every single day or they fuck four times a week. And she said this and this and this. Why aren't we doing this? Do you like the sex you're having with your partner or your spouse? Like, is it hot when you have sex? Do you like it? Obviously, we know it's not the same every time. But when you have sex, do you enjoy it? Are you fucking that as your brain somewhere else or are you in it? If you are enjoying the sex you're having, you don't feel a specific urge or like, I need more of this. This doesn't cut it. Like, be grateful. Don't play the comparison game. It is going to hurt you. It will be destructive. It's no bueno. I know that from experience. And speaking of experiences, let's read the three listener submissions. And then I'm going to tackle it like a fucking football player because I was like, should I just name them and answer them? But then we're going to hear a bunch of the same fucking shit and like different ways, maybe with some new pointers in it. And it's like, okay, no, let's read them and see the gist of the whole shit and go in for it because this is something y'all are fucking talking about a lot. Submission number uno, numero uno, goes like this. So what to do when I've communicated with my wife of 26 years that I want more sex, that we can do it anywhere, anytime, any way she wants, but I feel like I'm begging for it and you can only get turned down so many times before you quit trying. She says in air quotes, she's still attracted to me, but, and then the emoji with like the the hands like, why? But I don't know. Okay. So let's take away from that you want more sex and you feel rejected. And so because you're getting rejected often, you don't really have it in you to keep pursuing, aka initiating. Now, ladies listening, I want you to take note of what I just said too. He feels rejected and I'm sure you feel some type of way. I am totally validating you, girlfriend. I'm sure you feel some type of way, whether it be tired, resentful, checked out, a a number of things. So we're going to see both sides. Submission number two. The gentleman says, I love your honesty and no bullshit approach. Would love your advice. Thanks. Wife and I have been going through a really difficult period. No sex for probably eight months. Ay, ay, ay. Finally, I added that part. Finally was able to have a conversation getting to the cause. She doesn't think I'm assertive or dominant enough. Okay. Are we taking fucking notes? Go get a fucking pencil. I'll wait. Pause it. She agreed to have sex to try and reignite things, but made it clear she can't predict outcome as to will she love it, hate it, not be satisfied. Hmm. 
I know I can be more sexual to fit what she wants. Any advice or thoughts? I need to knock this thing out of the goddamn park. Okay, you, I want you and your wife, you better go get her, pause this if you're listening and go get her because I want her to hear the answer too. Now, if you were like, no, 86, shut the fuck up. And you're like, I don't want to ruin my anonymity then I need you to write this shit down and like subtly bring this shit up, okay? No worries, because we only have one more submission to read and then I can start giving solutions. Submission number three. I have been happily married for 15 years and seems like if we don't schedule and plan for sex, it doesn't happen. We've talked about it and that I would like it more than once a week, sometimes twice. She has mentioned that we are wired completely different and the thought of sex never crosses her mind. She says she really enjoys having sex, but it never pops in her head throughout the day. We have three kids under 10, and she feels exhausted by the end of the day most days. I've tried to send sexy texts throughout the day, and after it's been a couple of days since the last sexual experience to try and help spark a thought, but seems like she's always too tired to do anything once the kids are in bed. When she's too tired, I don't want to force it because it's kind of a mood killer any advice. Well, that one, that one right there got me, oh, sorry, got me all hot and bothered. I was like, I've, that's the one I've got some toxic, toxic advice for, but I think it could be effective because with your situation specifically, I don't even feel like the best way is the healthy one. (laughs) I think that you need to play a game with this one because For that one, right next to submission number three, Mr. Predictable. That's your problem. And absolutely no hate because we are all, all of us like married people in the building. Long-term committed relationship, like that just happens. That's what fucking happens, okay? You get to know a person, no matter who the fuck they are, how hot they are, how wonderful they are, how amazing they are in the bedroom, all of the things, the friendship to the love to the relationship to the hot and heavy, the newlyweds, you know, eventually you become, you're married and you've lived together and you know everything about them, the good, the bad, their mannerisms, how they react to things, you know all of it. And most every single couple will come to the point where you go, like you get an autopilot or you become super fucking predictable. Like you get in the slump or what do they call? They call it the seven year itch, a dry spell, a rut. There's a million names for getting stagnant in your relationship. So here's where we're going to tackle it. Okay, I'm not going to divide up between healthy and toxic. Just, I'm going to just spit my shit out of my mouth and you're going to take it for what it is, try it, or you can be like, holy fuck, she's nuts, whichever you want, okay? So here's what I think first. Like I've said in other episodes, for instance, submission number one feels rejected, doesn't want to keep going after it, and wives listening, like, your husband has an ego, you have needs, he has needs. You have an ego. So both of you are human fucking beings. Obviously, like as women, we may be prone to certain tendencies and men, other tendencies. And I have told the men so many times to have the awkward conversation. I'm going to talk about it again. Be blunt and say what you need. 
And obviously they do, you know, they'll, they'll want you or they'll hint at it. You need to say, not consider him a mind reader because fuck, you know, he's not a mind reader and let him know in black and fucking white what the problem is and not the basic answer. Like if you really are just tired, like you just had a fucking baby or whatever it may be, I'm not you, okay? A health condition, your job, like whatever these factors are, have a conversation that isn't just like the one-liner, you know, the avoidant, the it's this, it's this, because after so long, then your man is in my DMs asking me what the fuck to do about it. So you got to realize that after so much rejection, that these men, the men that are not going to cheat on you, the non-cheaters, they're going to fucking end up emotionally cheating on you because they feel so isolated and alone and unseen and not heard. And I will break I if all the women are screaming, but wait a second, I don't feel heard. And I think that's where we get in these crazy cycles is men, she's probably feeling some type of way because if it is like the work and the stress and the outside factors, these would be seasonal changes with your sex life. Seasonal. And both of you would be coming together like, oh, like we want this, but there's not time for this right now. Or like, you know what I mean? You're writing these growths, evolutions, changes together and you do want to connect. So you're both choosing each other. Whereas when someone falls off and they're like checked the fuck out and the other person is like checking in or trying to see what the fuck is up and they feel completely isolated and, you know, stonewalled maybe, it leaves a lot of room for the imagination. It makes people feel insecure. It hurts their self-esteem. It bruises their ego. Rejection does not fucking feel good. And it doesn't feel good either to do something purely out of obligation. It doesn't feel good to do something you do not fucking want to. But if you have the intention to stay married, to be married, and you don't want an open relationship, you don't want to be cheated on or cheat, then you got to fucking do something about it or something's going to fucking happen that maybe you're not going to be really excited about. So you got to check yourself. You got to see like, what, what is the reality in my marriage right now? Like, am I meeting his needs? And then you might go, well, he's not meeting mine. And there is this cycle called the love and respect cycle where they say, you know, a lot of women feel like they don't feel loved or seen or heard or validated. And the man doesn't feel respected or tended to, or like he has a wife that wants to please him, or he feels not supported, etc., whatever it is, and he's not wanting to give her the love she is desiring, or the ear, or the emotional support, because he doesn't feel respected, and she doesn't want to give him the respect he wants, because she doesn't feel like her needs are being met, and it's just this sick, destructive cycle. The worst part is no one's winning. No one. It's a lose-lose. And you're, you're getting sick of masturbating. You're like, I don't want a flashlight anymore. I don't want to diddle my skittle. I need some skin to fucking skin here. So my first advice is, what is it you may not be seeing? 
do you need, can you have this conversation with them? Like this awkward, uncomfortable conversation. Maybe it needs to start off super blunt and like, hey, I am feeling like a fucking lunatic and I don't want to masturbate anymore. I want to fuck you, baby. Like I want to fuck my wife. And you know, maybe that doesn't do it for her. Maybe she's like big eye roll. She knows you're a dog and you just want to get your dick wet all the time. And she's got an eye roll for days with that. And that's just not what's going to work. Then maybe you need to stop being so fucking predictable and quit being like a fucking dog in heat like get it together a little bit try to think of it where you don't like a desperate woman or a woman who I mean I don't know some guys do want a girl that one is easy and puts out all the time and some guys like the chase but just try to look at it through her eyes and maybe play a little game there. Maybe you're not being assertive and dominant manly enough. So submission number two, you're saying how she said you're not assertive and dominant, which I'm not going to lie. I am, ma'am, wife, if you are listening, I have some questions. If where is your hunger for the assertive or dominant coming from? Did you always feel this way? Have you always felt this way about him sexually or did this just come about was this something you saw in porn or like you're reading great 50 shades of gray something and you're like longing for that no fucking hate i fucking fantasize and daydream and sometimes i'm like wish that my husband would slam me against the wall and that's not what happens that evening you know what i mean like no shame up in your game i can't help but feel like red flags are flapping in the wind because you said you haven't had sex for eight months and that is a concerning amount of time. That's concerning. And I think that it's not fair and I can't possibly imagine how me or my husband would think that like something is not what the fuck is up. So I don't want to be 70 years old in that be the case how you worded it was finally had a conversation so what was keeping you two from being able to have this conversation and if i'm being totally honest i would probably feel insecure and i would probably question what the fuck was up if that's the case if it was like a cold drop off of no sex and then you finally weasel out of her and she's like you're not dominant enough i'd be like did someone come and hulk his way into your panties or something because i'm confused and for you dude You be you and you should be with a woman who loves you and if she's really good to you and felt like she can't express this need and now she has been able to, that's wonderful. Maybe y'all could watch some porn together that she's really into or you could watch porn with guys being dominant. You sound very willing and a willing man is a lovely man. So if you're wanting some tips directly from me on how you could be more dominant or assertive initiating and not just initiating like with your boner like like I hate when a guy will just get his a boner and this is such a fucking married man thing to do so I'm not like totally shitting on you I'm just saying this isn't it so don't do this don't just like get your dick hard and like flex the muscle for it to go up and down as like a hello I'm at like activated okay strong dislike you could kind of grab her by the pussy and I really hope that that quote doesn't come back to haunt me but if it's consensual and she likes being dominated I'm just gonna say it and clearly on the record that 
a pussy grab ain't so bad. Sometimes it's really fucking hot and makes you be like, goo goo gaga. Tell me where to go, daddy. So maybe you could surprise her. Yes, this sounds like what the fuck. So there is a technique. There is a technique to this because it could go wrong. So maybe this is your go-to immediately following the episode, but just store it for notes. Well, maybe we can work up to this, but a, a light grab that's assertive and like, it just feels hot. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, don't hurt her, but be aggressive enough. No, your wife has told you that this is what she wants you to be dominant and assertive. Then do it. Take her shirt off. Why don't you give her a long, deep, passionate kiss and say put your hands up and when she does you take her shirt off why don't you walk her upstairs and slap her ass after you've taken her shirt off and tell her that she's a good girl and what you're gonna do to her you know you need to live out some of those fantasies in your head and say what you want and if this doesn't come natural to you you know god bless your soul because you sound so willing that you want to do it. Try it. See how it makes you feel. From the sound of your willingness, it sounds like that will really get your girl off. And because it gets your girl off, you'll enjoy it. So I wish you the best of luck. I do indeed hope you knock it out of the goddamn park. I will add in a side cliff note that when you decide to be assertive, let the timing be right. Like the last episode of how women are crockpot. Some can, some need more time to warm up. Just don't be too available, like drooling over her, like we said, the dog in heat. Don't be so ready to pounce. If anything, kind of be fucking cold and coy and quiet. Maybe you be a little like, is something wrong? I know that's toxic. But then when you go to fuck her, she's going to be like, okay, I think I thought he was mad at me but he's not fucking mad at me. What the fuck is happening? Oh my God, this is fucking hot. Is this my husband? And that's what sometimes she needs. Go to work like it's a normal fucking day and send some lingerie at lunch. Like have, I mean, maybe you can't make that happen, but figure it out. Okay. Like plan some shit, be intentional. Tell, text her and say something horrifically dirty, but in a not too much to scare the shit out of her. Whatever kind of dirty she's into. Cater to that. Appease her sexual fantasies. Find out what they are. Ask her what her fantasies are. I also wasn't crazy. Maybe it's because how it was worded, but that she agreed to have sex to try and re- reignite things, but made it clear she can't predict the outcome as to if she'll love it, hate it, nor be satisfied. I appreciate the honesty and the communication, but I feel like that's such the wrong thing to say. So women, if you're listening... And I know this from experience, from me saying too much, (laughs) from me being too honest and straightforward and blunt, that sometimes we need to just keep that shit to ourselves and communicate it another way, a silent way, a different way, because it really just emasculates them being like yeah you can try but I might not fucking like it so good luck like that's really adding to the performance anxiety imagine your husband hasn't eaten your pussy in a year and you go I need you to do this and he goes well I can't tell you I'm gonna like it or not I'll try 
but I might hate it. I might not be into it at all. So I'll let you know. You think you're going to be lying on your back getting your pussy eaten, enjoying it? Because you're not. And what about the willing but not feeling it? Like you're not feeling it. Whether it be resentment, which sucks, or maybe it's not resentment. Maybe you don't fucking feel like it. Maybe you're dealing with depression. Maybe you're dealing with stress at work. Maybe you're tired because you're raising kids and around kids all fucking day. Maybe you do both. Maybe you work and you're a mom. Like, there's so many factors. Or if you're a man and you're like, I want to please my wife, but I don't feel, have it in me. I'm tired. I want to do this instead. And I don't know why. That is when there you need to look at your options. You need to see what are you going to do about it? Because you got to do something about it. You can't just be like, oh, I expect it just going to pop back at some point because destruction's going to be done. Self-esteems are going to be fucked off. Like it's just not going to be bueno. Okay. So that's when you get intentional and go, okay, so what are our options here? You could just totally start lightly, start dating each other again. Try to like fucking remember why you dated them in the fucking first place you know date your spouse if it is a hormonal thing find out get supplements get on testosterone there's so many options like holistic options and medis like western medicine options for men and women believe it or not women think they don't have things for them that's not true and maybe maybe if you have a if you and your spouse are terrible at communicating about it and it's like the worst fucking ever and you don't see any fucking light at the end of the tunnel, maybe you need to go to a therapist or a sex therapist or individual and then incorporate together because sometimes it's not just like, oh, we heard some solutions and like, let me try them. And then the next week we got our sex life back and everything went back to normal and it couldn't be better. Woohoo. If there's underlying issues, which most of the time, that's what it's going to be. There's a reason. There's factors. Shit's involved. You need to find it out and be able to talk about it. Because if it is resentment, what's going to change anything? What's going to make it where you can see your partner in a different light if you don't have any clarity around this topic? So I suggest it for when you desperately need a third party because I think when it comes to sex, there is definitely such thing as beating it to death. It's now in everybody's head. And like we say, anxiety in the bedroom, there is no fucking place for it. It's not cool. Get the fuck out of here. So anxiety and orgasms do not go together. Freaky fam, you know this. I also hate saying it, but I'm gonna fucking say it fake it till you make it. I say it lightly because women, I don't think faking an orgasm is helping anybody. You're not winning. He's not winning. You're reinforcing bad habits. Fake it till you make it, meaning like set the moon if you have to. Schedule things if you fucking have to. I used to think that sounded so fucking unsexy. We haven't gotten there yet in our marriage, but can I see that being something that would be needed to like be implemented in my marriage at some point totally I've only been married I've only been with my husband seven years so I got a lot more time to go and I don't want that to fall at the wayside ever so if I had to schedule it by golly gee whiz I would now just because Susie and Tom schedule sex doesn't mean that Brenda and Dave need to okay we don't need to play the comparison game 
that is only damaging. But I do think the faking it in the, hey, I'm going to be a sport here. And I know my husband or my wife really is wanting to be physically affectionate tonight. And I am going to try to be present and a part of this. And sometimes that shit could end up mind-blowing. There have been times when I thought there was no way I was going to have an orgasm so tired or I didn't like I kind of had a headache and I'm like, "Mm," and I'm like, that was fucking awesome. My headache's gone. Thank you. Sometimes it'll surprise you. Just think about connecting with your partner and good comes from that. Good. It's just like, this sounds terrible, but like eating healthy, drinking water, sex is a necessity for your marriage to thrive and grow. So sometimes You have to do things when you're not super stoked to do it. And I don't think sex should ever be something you're doing with obligation. But at the same time, yes, I fucking do. Totally won't work if you are like not consenting. Okay, that's not what I'm saying here. But if you're on board for the obligation sex every now and then, if you're on board for going, you know what, I'm going to be a participant and I don't want to be, I don't want it to be whiny bitch obligation. I want it to be a good fucking sport. Be a good fucking sport. See how it turns out. Manifest that shit. Turn it around. Don't, do you not want to have an orgasm? Even if you don't think you're going to have one at all, would it so suck if you did? I'm talking to the ladies here. And if you're like, bitch, shut the fuck up. I know that that's not going to happen unless I make it happen. Well, then why don't you fucking make it happen? for you, boo-boo. Why don't you show him what you know how to do to your body? Hmm? And if you're like, well, I don't feel like it, why don't you just appreciate that the man you love wants to oodle your fucking goodies? And if you're like, well, fuck him, I really don't want him to oodle my goodies, then you need to tell him why. I'ma start a riot. Okay, you know that TikTok trend? I'ma start, I just sang it. Um, Well, you know where there was a fucking riot? No, I didn't do that trend, but I should. On my, one of the TikTok videos I did about women saying that they haven't had sex with their husband in so long and then they're like, oh my God, he cheated on me. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, that is so devastating. And you should have seen, you should see, you can go fucking see the shit storm toxic continent that is the comment section. The men and the women were pitted against each other. Dude, they were so fucking feisty about it. There was men being like, see, and this is why we cheat. And then they want to blame it on us. And then they get divorced and take everything because they said we cheated when it was them neglecting us in the first place. And then the women were like, well, you have no idea why you've been gaslighting, abusing and manipulating me. And just because I don't do that doesn't mean you can't leave. Just, oh, there was so much anger. There was so much opinion And it all stems from a big fucking lack of communication because it is the man's job to go to the wife and say, this need isn't being met. It is unacceptable. Like I need this sweetie pumpkin bunches of love. So if there's a reason why we're not on it, let's get to the bottom of it. Because you are the person that I am committed to. And I don't know how this will work 
when we're not giving it the proper nourishing it needs. And see what she says. She might backhand you and be like, nourishing? Well, what about X, Y, and Z? So get ready for it. Like, look inward, men. What's going on? Don't just think, I know you're thinking about your needs because I keep telling you to, but also think about her needs. Learn her love language. I asked the men on my Instagram, what are some things that you do to keep your sex life good to the men that are proud of their sex lives that have been married for a while. And so many of them said, learn her love language. And I was like, oh, okay. The emotionally intelligent men are in the freaky fam. But yeah, learn her fucking love language. There's an online fucking quiz for Christ's sake. I'll put it in the goddamn description box. Bet. But find her love language and use that. It speaks volumes. If you're going to love her in other ways that that's not her love language it has doesn't have nearly the effect as when you are specific to how she feels love and women the same for him now to counteract all the sweet and loving stuff i just said to submission number 3 the sexy text throughout the day the you're sounding predictable to me married 15 years You're scheduling it because you want it at least once a week, but you want it more than that. You want it twice, and she's told you that y'all are wired differently. Okay, so get to the bottom of that with her and be fucking available for the conversation. Listen to what she has to say and why she's saying it because maybe she's not being seen because there is a way to make her panties wet you can do it I believe in you she said she enjoys having it but it doesn't pop into her head so maybe because you're super like she's doing her thing she has her kids she has her life and she has her husband who is always willing eager and ready to fuck so here's where the toxic housewife is coming in I was thinking, okay, well, what would work for me? (laughs) But I know that obviously me and your wife are not wired the same. We're all different. But I think that maybe, you know, you want her really, really bad, right? And she doesn't seem like it's on her brain all the time. I guarantee you that makes you more like, want it even more. Why don't you be a little different? Why don't you be interested in something else besides her vagina or objectifying her in any way, come home, listen to her day. She has three kids under 10. Fucking listen to her if she wants to be heard. Let her go have some meals with a girlfriend. Why don't you get the kids watched if you can, take her away for the day, take her to a vineyard, and go get a hotel room. Do something to get her out of her element, because obviously she's in this autopilot, and it's just not there for her. Change the environment, change the energy, vibe higher. I would totally suggest a getaway for you two. Staycation, a one night thing, anything. Grandma and grandpa, get them involved, watch the kids. You need to do it for y'all. I totally, people that are like, oh, I can't leave the kids. Well, you know what? Are y'all going to make it to raise them? Because y'all need to fucking get away and still date each other. Honestly, I'm going to have to give it up to the mom because if she's doing it once a week, and doing it and giving it to you with three kids under 10, like, 
you know what? She is tired. She is. And this won't be forever. This is a season. Whatever your youngest is, I'm sure you know probably around the age five, you're going to be home free. They're going to be self-sufficient. You're going to have more time for sex. The fact that she's willing and she's hearing you out and communicating with you and like willing, it sounds like, that's really good. Like there's hope. I don't, you don't sound doomed whatsoever. She's being totally honest with you that she's saying it doesn't pop in her head throughout the day because she's got little leeches sucking her dry. And I guarantee you when you're sending her a sexy text, she's probably cleaning up like a little shit that fell off like the toilet seat when one of the kids got up after they wiped their ass horribly. Honestly, when she's too tired and you say you don't want to force it, you sound like such a nice guy. Why don't you tell her, no pressure, babe, we don't have to do this, and just say, I want to give you a foot rub. Or, and if she thinks that that's like, oh God, he's about to like lead into sex with a massage shake. No, like, I just want to show you how much I appreciate you. Do like little love things with no expectation of getting laid and be a sweet lover and don't care about if you need to go jack off in the bathroom later go for it. If you can get through like two weeks where you don't make her have sex with you and you shower her with affection, I bet you she'll give you anal on the third week, okay? It would be so worth it. She is just a tired mother, truly. Jesus Christ, I feel like I have sat on the Dr. Phil show and listened to men tell me about not entering their wives. Okay, I do hope that there was, there were some solutions. And I will say the one thing I hope that some guys got that could be like a general across the board for you besides the communication, the new shit, is maybe switch it up a little bit. Don't be so damn predictable. And, you know, that kind of can spice it up, kind of make me, make us a little nervous. It never hurt, okay? I know that's technically called like arousing suspicion or jealousy which i think is like mm, not the best but every once in a while you know just like a little cheat day and just to see just to see i love you all let me know how it goes you can follow up with me on instagram the horny housewife podcast if you really fucking love me you can buy me a beer Really, you can. The link is in my Instagram bio. You can buy me like three beers if you fucking want. It's just a way to give a little love, a little support. Can you believe that for the entire 2021, there has been an episode of The Horny Housewife? And this freaky fam, you fucking freaka leeks, my favorite freaky deeks, have grown and doubled and tripled and quadrupled. I remember when there was 450 followers and now there is almost 8,500 and 15,000 of you on TikTok and more of you who I guess don't have social media or something, but it's super fucking cool. I love talking to you, but yeah, you can find the link in the bio and you will see there a place to submit anonymous questions, requests, whatever buy me a beer, like I said, where to listen on iTunes, Spotify, wherever, the blog, all of it. I love you. I will see you next Monday, duh, per usual. 
I hope everybody comes back freshly fucked. And until then, goodbye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.